minimalists. <laughs> P.S. Ryan, we have two more questions. I awesome. I couldn't settle for just just one. <laughs> so we have more of less. I like when we do a couple a couple questions less. during the postscript. So so. Um, by the way, thank you for being a Patreon supporter. We yeah. really appreciate it. Uh, things are going really well over there. Yeah. And um, we are lo- really looking forward to seeing it grow. I would love for one day for that to sustain this entire podcast, uh, pay for the podcast studio that we're in. Yeah. Obviously, it pays for the equipment. I'd love to see it pay for Jordan and Sean. Until then, we pay them in peanuts. That's right. <laughs> no, we... Uh, yeah, even it's though, like those styrofoam peanuts. Even not even though, the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we're not there yet, like your your all support is it's incredible, and and we're in, internally grateful for it. It's the only time I've seen Ryan get mad, truly mad. I think is when we filled his car with styrofoam peanuts. <laughs> and the thing is, in retrospect, it was funny as hell, but I can understand in the moment why it was it was not pleasant. Um, Ryan was getting a giant promotion at work, mm-hmm. and this is before mm-hmm. I cared about the environment because mm-hmm. I was a, a corporate uh, shill, mm-hmm. and. Um, do you remember, like, so you got this promotion, you were managing these these retail stores in date. Yeah. you managed a couple of different retail stores, and you got this promotion. I don't have enough time to tell them what your title was, because <laughs> <laughs> it took up two lines on your business it's a 10, card. 10,000 word title. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, it's a novelistic title. Um, yeah, and, and uh, so you got this promotion, somehow I was able to get your keys from you, mm-hmm. and your, a few of your employees and I filled your truck I think it was With a styrofoam peanuts. Yeah, just all the way to like your chest. I was so mad, dude. <laughs> well, I was only mad because I had to be down. I was in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, the, the northern part yeah, of Dayton. Fairborn. Yeah. Uh, from there to Cincinnati, hour and a half, hour 45? Yeah, depending on when you, depending on what yeah. time of day you go, yeah. Had a very important meeting to be at. <laughs> was already running late, <laughs> like I do. So it was just barely going to make it on time. And then the peanuts like definitely caused me to be late. So it was, uh, th- th- that is where the main, the major frustration came in. The other thing too is like my best friend, I trust more than anyone in the world. Uh-huh. When my best friend asks for something, uh-huh. I trust that he's asking to help in some way for himself or for me, but certainly not to deceive me. Now you s- I just felt so deceived. Well, the thing is, I think the biggest gift we can give someone is a smile. And so I was really just trying to make you smile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was still pretty funny, man. <laughs> it, um, was, it was funny to everyone but me. I'm just glad I could be your amusement. Well, All right, anyway, let's get into these, man. Uh, Tina from Toronto number two. I didn't even know there was a, a second s- Toronto. Me either. Is that in Canada or? Well, I don't know. It's in Canada number two. <laughs> Tina asks, Casey Neistat has a saying, mending is better than ending. He mostly used it for ripped jeans, but with today's planned obsolescence, what are some considerations you make between getting costly repairs done versus getting upgrades? Now, I like this as a synecdoche, a a small metaphor for something broad. So, uh, mending is better than ending Mm. um and so i think it's a perfect time if something is ending yeah or coming to an end yeah then we have some questions to face first question is do i end this do i pitch it recycle it um do i donate it we'll talk about that in a moment like how do you make that distinction there but then also do i mend it do i repair the thing or I like the third option. 
I like to at least throw it in there. It's not always the right path, but yeah. notice there aren't just two paths. This isn't binary. Right. The third path is, can I live without it? Yeah, do and, you really need it? In fact, well, my, maybe my life, just maybe, my life will be better without it. It's very possible. No, I, it's funny, man. I, I was trying to think about what I go through, the process I go through when I upgrade stuff. And like my shaver right now, like the, the guard is broken. Mm-hmm. So I was just talking to Mariah like last week, like, man, I, I need to get a new shaver. And then I'm like, wait a minute, like the guard's broken. I could probably find a guard online to replace this. Mm. So, I, so I, I automatically ask, can I mend it first? Like that is kind of where I start. Right. Um, but sometimes it doesn't make sense to mend it. Sometimes like I had a old, old uh, Apple laptop and uh, it, it kind of gave me the, I don't know, it's like the blue screen of death or whatever it is. Yeah. And and I could have like redone the hard drive and uh, maybe have mended it, mm-hmm. um, but but it was going to cost me almost just as much to mend it as it was to, to upgrade. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's like a black or white, like you said, there's not like this binary thing that you can look at and, and ask yourself, is it time to mend or is it is it time to upgrade? Mm-hmm. But I, I think what is important is, are we doing it with intentionality? Are we considering the other options? Yeah. So maybe it's end, mend, and then bend. And what mm. I mean by that is like, like, can I bend my life in a different direction so yeah. that this, it's actually better without this thing. Now, the shaver is a really good example of this because all three of those options you can at least consider. You can, you can sit down and, and spend 30 seconds and say, okay, can I end it? I mean, get rid of this and buy a new one, mm-hmm. right? Or can I mend it? Or... Can I bend my life so I don't need a shaver anymore? Well, God, in, in if this I could case, grow a full beard, I would totally get rid of my shaver. You, you I've seen, I have pictures no, of you. It's with like an a full Amish beard. beard, man. It's like <laughs> I have pictures of you with a beard. That's bec- that that is because I shave it and uh-huh. trim it to make it look like a full beard. <laughs> but if my beard just grew out regular, like it would be, it would it would not look good. Well, my point is, you can consider that real quick and say, no, I need these. I I, I need the shaver. So you can at least take that one off the table, and then mm-hmm. you say, okay. Okay, maybe I can fix the thing I have. I, I can mm-hmm. I can mend it, or maybe I just need to replace it and yeah. move on with my life. I can end the life of this one and and replace it with something else that, yeah. that is necessary. For me, man, the biggest thing that I always go to is that iPhone upgrade. Yeah, like every time the new iPhone comes out, I'm looking at it like, oh man, like you upgraded your iPhone, and I'm like, oh man, Josh upgraded his phone. That means I need to upgrade my phone. Yeah. Now you had reasons that you did that. Uh, why you did that for? Um, this YouTube stuff that we're doing and uh, you know you really wanted to go out of your way to, to have the best quality uh, for the stuff that you're filming with your phone that makes sense for me um, I don't uh, I don't plan on doing that with my phone mm-hmm. um, the the it might have a better camera on there I might be able to do the little face emojis oh look I'm a chicken yeah. but like at the end of the day it's novelty it's, right it's not something that is going to add an appreciable amount of value to my life now there is someone out there who is like oh you know what Ryan you see I got the iPhone 10 because it does these seven things that no other iPhone does and this is how it adds value to my life and to that I say that's great for like, you yeah for you like go out and get that new upgraded iPhone but for me I'm not going to use those seven things yeah so so it's it's uh it's very easy for me to justify upgrading a piece of technology but you know when i'm honest with myself when i ask myself those questions uh, and when i do so deliberately usually i can talk myself out of upgrading yeah yeah i i think that's that's a good point the the talking yourself out of it or at least pausing you know we have the 30 30 rule Mm -hmm. and i think it's especially applicable to 
to upgrading because if this thing's more than $30, like the shaver for you is going to be more than $30, mm-hmm. let me wait at least 30 hours. I need to wait a day. I need to sleep on it yeah. and think about this purchase. And if it's more than $100, I, I wait 30 days. Mm-hmm. There are obvious exceptions to that. There will be times where there's some sort of emergency and you have to replace it. Now, if your shaver broke and for some reason it was a $101 shaver, you know, I'm going to say, well, just grow your hair out for 30 days. See what it's like. Mm. like no, it wouldn't make sense. But even even then, it's like, yeah, I could probably wait a day. I could think sure. about this for, for an extra day. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what it's about. It's just, you know, our rules that we have, we share with our audience and in hopes that they can kind of take some ingredients to apply to their own recipes of life. Uh, if it's if 30-30 doesn't make sense for you all listening or watching this, then make it a 60-60, whatever it is. Just just put some rules in place that helps you to pause and think about what you're bringing into your life. Absolutely. Arlen Rowe asks, last year I finally upgraded my iPad mini to an iPad Pro. I use it extensively for study, work, and entertainment. So it has been a worthwhile upgrade for me. Arlen, I'm just going to say, I actually had to shorten your question here, even though it's still really long. Um, and uh, it's, it goes back to this, this word we use, justify. Mm. Like, you don't have to justify these things to me. Now, it might, might be, Arlen, I think you were, in your case, you were just explaining, you are adding context here. Mm-hmm. But I think we have to be really careful to, to say, okay, like I can justify anything, mm-hmm. right? But who to whom am I trying to justify this? And uh, so you say, uh, study, work, entertainment, so it's been a worthwhile upgrade for me. I know that sometimes we get into a mode of upgrading just because there's something new out. And I've been working hard not to fall into this trap. Easy trap to fall into. Yeah, yeah, especially with marketing, right? And so I think what Arlen is saying here, and bravo for you for pausing mm-hmm. and, and just saying, hey, I know I'm being marketed too. Mm-hmm. I saw this Black Friday thing recently. It was a, if Black Friday ads were honest. Oh, yeah. It was like a college humor. Actually, no, it was, I think it was cracked. Uh, Sean, if you can put a link to that in the Patreon show notes. Um, man, I, uh, it, it was just a guy being really honest about the product that they were selling. And, and uh, man, it was just so good because you realize we wouldn't buy anything if corporations were being completely frank with us. Right. If it was the candid marketing. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's funny, dude, because like we working in the corporate world, like I never felt good about the products we were selling, mainly because like they, especially like our cell phones service, yeah. it was inferior. Yeah. Like it was not good coverage. We had crappy handsets. But of course, I can't sell cell phones if that's what I tell our customers. Yeah. If that's what I told our customers. So, well, is, you know what's even worse about that hmm. is... So I, I started working there in 99, mm-hmm. and we literally had the best product then. To start out with. Yeah, yeah. and so I cling to that ideal, well, it was great then, and it was. It truly was yeah. great in the late 90s, early 2000s, then around 2003, 2004, and by the time you were, were working with me, like it was... It just fell off. It was, yeah, it, it, it fell off with a rather abrupt falling off. Yeah. And, but I was clinging to the, well, we're still the best, even though we weren't. And so mm. as things change, we can't cling to how things used to be. Mm. And that is also true with, with our technology. That Sometimes that is a good reason to upgrade. Like, I... I can't still have the computer with Windows 95 on it and expect to do what I'm doing right now. Right. And, and 
that might have been ideal. Yeah, Windows 95 was great when it came out. Exactly. Yeah. And it was revolutionary, right? It really was, and, yeah. And, and now it's so obsolete that it's going to get in the way of you producing something meaningful. Mm-hmm. Going back to the question here, Arlen. Um, my smartphone was upgraded. Yeah, my smartphone was upgraded only because I dropped a coffee grinder on it and broke and broke more than just the screen. I'm interested, though. So... I, I like this here. She uh, she said upgraded, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, what I would I, I would question here this word. Now mm. we're talking about upgrades, so that's why she wrote it this way. Sure, so I'm not fault, faulting her for that, but but uh, my smartphone was replaced is the word I would say, not upgraded. Right. So you okay? You broke your phone. You needed to replace it with something. Right. right? So yeah. It so doesn't she, mean an upgrade. Right. Well. Uh, no, it doesn't mean an upgrade, um, but maybe you could look at this and, and say, well, you know, because the smartphone broke, she replaced it with an upgraded version of the model. Right. But it goes back to being replaced. And you could actually replace it with a downgraded version, meaning maybe it, you, you're going to a flip phone. Because yeah, could. Now, I'm, I'm not telling you to do that. Uh, if you're getting value from a smartphone, I'm not saying deprive yourself. I'm just saying it is totally possible to upgrade by downgrading. Yeah. Because you're upgrading other areas of your life then potentially. Yeah. Right? By you're upgrading your attention, your focus, your energy that you can spend those resources on something yeah, else. Dude, yeah, it's like if you get the if I got the new iPhone ten, uh-huh. that's a thousand dollars. So I'm downgrading my bank account to spend a thousand dollars on an iPhone. Right. Or I could spend fifty bucks on a on a flip phone. Right. And now I am giving myself an upgrade <laughs> in life by saving myself $950. Yeah, so not only would you potentially be saving money, mm. but uh, you would be enhancing or enriching the other areas of, of your life. Yeah. So uh, to continue the question here, I'm interested though in what people do with their old technology when they're done with it if it isn't beyond repair. So uh, for example, uh, I think Arlen's iPad mini was probably still you know, work in, in some sort of working order, right? Mm-hmm. She says, Pre- previously, I've donated my older phones or tech to friends or family who will get good use out of them. I think that's great if, if indeed they will benefit from having them. But when you have something that friends and family won't particularly find value out of, uh, what do you do next? Mm. And so I've got this article here. I'll put a link to it in the Patreon show notes. And this is from Consumer Reports. It's how to recycle old electronics. And it goes a little something like this. We love our devices, our TVs, laptops, tablets, and perhaps most of all, our mobile phones, those pocket-sized miracles of computing power. In fact, Gartner, a tech research company, estimated that 1.5 billion cell phones were bought in 2017. Wow. 1.5 billion. My goodness. That's around one... That's around one for every five people alive. And just think about that, because a lot of people don't don't have a phone at all i mean yeah. we, we can already say the two billion people at, at uh who, who are most impoverished mm-hmm. likely don't have a, a cell phone although that that is changing right One hundred and thirty thousand yeah. people a day are are skyrocketed out of abject poverty which is really great news yeah, that's every awesome. single day in, in the third world so more and more people are having access to these types of things but unless they're traded in for a new device each of those gadgets eventually reaches the end of its useful life and becomes electronic waste. And that's a problem. A United Nations study reported that 44.7 million tons of electronic waste, or e-waste, was discarded in 2016. 
and only 20% of it was disposed of properly. On Earth Day, and every other day, consumers can do something to reduce their e-waste footprint, though. Many of the materials used in making these products can be recovered and reused, including plastics, glass, and metal. Ask Apple. The company says it recaptured 2,204 pounds of gold worth $40 million from recycled devices in 2015. We're in the wrong business, Josh. <laughs> well, you know what's crazy, man, is I have seen these um, these towns where they get all of these recycled computer parts yeah. and they strip everything out of there, the gold and the cup, whatever they can, mm-hmm. but then they're left with just like this toxic dump of electronics. Right. It's crazy. Right. Well, the, the toxic part can be especially the, the well, some of the chemicals that are in the plastics, but, but yeah. especially the batteries, right? right? Yeah. And so the, uh, uh, well, to go on here, um, let me flip the page. Unfortunately, electronics products can also contain toxic substances mm. such as lead, mercury, and cadmium, which all must be disposed of carefully. I, mean, I think about this too. Like, it depends on on the state, Ryan. Like in Missoula, you know, uh, Missoula stopped recycling plastic recently. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. Um, and it's not the city of Missoula's fault. It's just you don't have a, a population there that uh, that can sustain. Now it, it's you not could, profitable, right? Now to, to the, recycle plastic or glass, for that matter. They don't do glass either. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since they've done glass. Mm-hmm. But you can still do plastic there if you if you hire a company to pick it up and then they ship it somewhere outside of the but city. Even with yeah, the uh, recycling is with plastics uh, with, with trash, not mm-hmm. with electronics. But I know with trash. Like we were, we had plants, but then we started shipping everything off to China and we have no idea what they do with it. Um, but it seems like it's, it's almost discouraging sometimes. Like when you, when you kind of look at the big picture of what recycling, how the process is done, I guess. And so, so I think the lesson there is, and we'll get back to this article in a second, because there are some really good practical tips in here. Um, that will help out. But I think the best tip is to consume less. Absolutely. If you consume less, you're going to produce less waste, mm-hmm. less plastic waste. Yeah. And it's not zero waste. I, 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 I don't want to be Pollyannish and say, well, if you become a minimalist, you'll never produce any waste ever again. Mm-hmm. No, there are some people who embark on the zero waste journey, and I applaud those folks. I don't mm-hmm. think it's realistic for most people. And that can also be a different kind of discouraging if you feel like it's a, if it's binary. Like, I either have to produce zero waste or you know, fuck it. I'm just going to start throwing a bunch of junk yeah. uh, uh, away because I'm not doing zero waste. There's a, a comfortable middle ground that's so much closer to zero waste mm-hmm. than the the excess that we're dealing with as the biggest consumer culture in the history of the universe. Totally agree. So, continuing to the article. Unfortunately, electronic products can also contain toxic substances such as lead, mercury, and cadmium, which all must be disposed of carefully. So far, 25 states have passed laws requiring people to recycle old electronics, uh, including California, where, where we are. But no matter where you live, there are safe methods for disposing of electronic waste. So keep that in mind. Just because your government does or doesn't tell you what to do, it doesn't, it doesn't abdicate you of your responsibility of, of trying to be a good steward of the, 
the garden around you, so to speak, the, mm-hmm. the garden you're able to tend, right? And so if, if, you're, if you're overwhelmed by environmentalism, you're overwhelmed by global warming, you're overwhelmed by waste and recycling because the world is, is conspiring against you, the best thing that you can do is is tend the garden that you have access yeah, to. That's absolutely right. Y- you can you can make a, the impact in the world around you. If you want to go beyond that, great. But you have to you have to tend to that garden, your own life first, and your own waste first. So. Uh, let's see here. First, make sure to completely erase all personal information from your devices. Um, because that can also be toxic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you seeing those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but then why do you keep sending them to me? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to send that one to you, right? Oh, I don't know how that got in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oldest trick in the book. <laughs> oh, uh, man. <clears throat> All right. It usually isn't as simple as deleting files. And there's a link in this article. Here's how to get all your personal data off your devices. Once that's done, here are your options. Number one, bring it to the recycler. Plenty of nonprofit organizations and local communities offer options to help you recycle old electronics. One group, Call to Recycle, offers drop-off locations for rechargeable batteries and cell phones all over the United States. To find a location, just enter your zip code at calltorecycle.org. We'll put a link to that in the Patreon show notes as well. That's great. Also, many cities and towns sponsor collection days for electronics. A clickable map at TIA eCycling Central, we'll put a link to that as well, lists these events by state along with other local recycling options. And you can get still more options or just learn how e-waste gets recycled by consuming e-stewards or Sustainable Electronics Recycling International. A couple other links that are in that uh, Consumer Reports article. So that that's option number one. Bring it to a responsible recycler yeah. is maybe another way to put that, right? Uh, yeah, I know uh, like Best Buy, for example. Like they have those little drop-off recycling bins. You can do cell phones. You can do battery, lithium-ion batteries, so forth and so on. And it sounds like there are a ton of other resources out there. Yes, indeed. And it's so hyper-localized in a lot of cases, and that's a good thing. It's a bad thing for us because I can't just say, well, here's the one place you go in your city to donate it, uh, to recycle it. It's going to be different for everyone. But if you go to call2recycle.org, that's uh, call number two, recycle.org, you can find out more. Uh, Number two is donate it. If your used gadget still works, and this is really answering Arlen's question here, or in many cases, even if it doesn't work, that's something to think about there. Hmm. Uh, there's probably a charity or nonprofit out there that would be happy to take it off your hands. And there's a link in this Consumer Reports article of a charity of, of a list of charities or nonprofits that will take it. Dude, I cannot tell you how excited I was uh, when I went to Goodwill with my buddy, and there was like an Atari, and like it was awesome. I mean, it was antiquated. Right. Certainly wouldn't like pay more than, you know, the 10 or 15 bucks, whatever it cost for an Atari. Right. But, you know, as a kid, it was like, oh, wow, like, man, we're, we're going to have an Atari to play with. Yeah. Um, I can think of a uh, friend who bought a broken record player at a Goodwill also. Yeah. And it was sold broken. 
And they brought it home and fixed it. And they had themselves a record player. There you so, go. you know, another man's trash is one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? Yes, indeed. You can start by checking local senior organizations and recreation centers. Make sure to get a receipt so that you can deduct your donation on next year's tax return. Here are a few other programs that can help you get your old devices to people who need them. Uh, there's a program called Dell Reconnect. It's a partnership with Goodwill that accepts any brand of computer as well as, quote, just about anything that could be connected to a computer, close quote, according to the website. You can drop off used devices and participate at participating good lo- Goodwill locations around the country. There's also AmericanCellPhoneDrive.org, which collects all brands of used cell phones and will refurbish and resell uh, and will, or responsibly recycle them in order and in support of a variety of good causes. So AmericanCellPhoneDrive.org. Reminds me of um, when we were working for the cell phone company. Yeah. We had the was it battered wives? Yeah, it was a found like basically a, a nonprofit organization that was focused on helping women in abusive situations get out. Yes, and one of the things they did was provide phones for these these women, mm-hmm. and uh, we had you know these little donation boxes in our stores where people could drop off their old cell phones that to them were junky and old and didn't matter. Well, that actually did go to a home. Uh, with someone who actually needed it. Yeah, it could save someone's life or at least radically improve it. Yeah. The World cons- uh, the world Computer Exchange is on a mission to diminish the digital divide in developing countries and to promote the reuse of and proper recycling of electronics. It provides used computers, peripherals, and other types of gadgets to communities around the world. So think about that. We're in a developed nation, maybe the most developed nation in the world, mm. arguably. Yeah. We have all this excess stuff, all these excess gadgets, but there are a lot of places in the developing world that don't have access to these things. But what the World Computer Exchange is doing is collecting many of those things and redistributing it elsewhere to people who can get value from it. So there's a link in this Consumer Reports article to the World Computer Exchange if you want to donate something there. Also, eBay for Charity lets you sell your used devices or anything else, actually, and donate part or all of the proceeds to a charity of your choosing. That's cool. Number three, take it to a tech firm. Many electronic manufacturers and retailers offer robust recycling programs a chart at the epa's website there's a link here lets you search programs by product or company the following are just a few of the many programs that allow consumers to recycle old electronics check your brands or retailers company website for details on its program and i'll just go through these really quickly apple's give back program Offers up to $1,000 in gift cards or in-store credit for qualifying products. The company will also accept and recycle any product that does not qualify. Think about that. So even if you don't qualify (laughs) for uh, the the buyback. They'll still take it from you. Yeah, they'll still take it from you. Um, Yeah, and they also make a donation to the Conservation International Fund for every device received. Best Buy offers recycling options for a wide range of electronics, no matter where you bought them. Sprint's buyback program offers account credits up to $300 for mobile phones from any carrier. Amazon pays up to $200.91. That's quite the number. (laughs) 291 cents? No, $200, yeah, and 91 cents. $200 and 91 cents, okay. That's right. 
in the form of an Amazon gift card for just about any kind of electronic device as well as music, CDs, and video games. And then Office Depot and Staples offer members of their affinity programs. Oh, affinity program. That's a blast from the past. (laughs) Store credit for printer cartridges. Mm. So if you have uh, printer cartridges, you can drop them off at Office Depot or Staples. You don't just want to throw them in the trash. Uh, including HP, Epson, and Canon. Also, they, they have their, their own recycling programs, uh, HP, Epson, and Canon. So, um, check out that article. That's awesome. I think you know, that'll help you out a lot. You know, it's funny, man. This reminds me of, because like, reading this, I'm like, God, this is these are great options, right? but this is work. Yeah. Like, it's not easy to do the right thing no, with I, your old electronics. Well, I had this morning, uh, we have a little, this uh, nightlight, in our bathroom, you know, it's like motion sensor nightlight, mm-hmm. and it takes some double A batteries, and it goes out maybe every two years, and I have to replace the double A batteries. Mm-hmm. And so this morning, I have these two double A batteries, or four, or four, it's four double A batteries mm-hmm. that I now have to go to Best Buy, and I have to lay, I have to plan a part yeah. of my day around it. Now the easy thing for me to do would just do something illegal and just throw them in the trash. Right. Um, that'd be the easy thing for me. And so we have to be cognizant of that. Yeah. Uh, because it, I, I mean, going forward, it's like, okay, how do I use fewer batteries? How do right. I have fewer battery operated things mm-hmm. so I don't have to produce as much waste, right? Yeah. It reminds me of, there's a Banksy painting and it's like Jesus on the cross, but then he's got like, he's holding bags the of garbage. Bags. Yeah. And it's like, the quote is, is we don't need another Messiah. We need someone to just take out the recycling. Yes. And this is, this is to me what that, what that painting means. It's like, it is, we don't need to have some miraculous thing happen right now to, you know, live responsible, genuine lives. Like we just have to take, sometimes we have to just take the action ourselves to, uh, to do the right thing. Right. And, um, it's, it's, it's a lot harder when it comes to things like recycling, but man, it is, it is, it is definitely the responsible thing to do. Yeah, and and keeping that in mind. By the way, you'll feel much better about yourself because if you throw them, just throw those batteries in the trash. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you're not gonna feel good about that. No, and you're gonna you, like, you're gonna forget about it. Yeah. You're gonna try and push it aside. It's yeah. not that big of a deal, right? Yeah, but and here's the thing. You maybe you've done it in the past. I know I have. I have. Sure. Yeah, and and we can let go of that. The key is to not keep making the same mistakes going forward. Absolutely. And so keeping that in mind, it's about producing less waste by consuming less if you do that and then you find a responsible way to get rid of the the few things left that we need to recycle then well you have a you you have a template right now of how exactly you can do that how to recycle your old electronics you can check out that consumer reports article all right y'all we'll see you next time see you thanks so much the minimalists